Hello and welcome, everybody. This is the Smarter Job Hunting Podcast, Jobcast for short, the show where job seekers and corporate leaders find each other and join together as winning teams. Today, let's get started with skills you need to master job hunting and for success in your job once you land it. One of the most important skills is storytelling. Why should you tell stories? Most people nowadays present themselves as a set of facts, assuming that bosses make decisions based on pure logic. But that's a myth. That's not how humans function. Just repeating key phrases like, oh, I'm a good team player, or I'm great at collaborating, or I'm passionate about rapid product development, will not make you stand out from the thousand other people applying for that position. If you were an employer, would repetition of phrases like that motivate you to immediately hire the person that that said them? Not real likely. What's more, if you state a bunch of facts about how great you are, it can come across negatively like you're bragging. How humans like to communicate and make decisions is, is with stories. You should rem remember stories that illustrate various qualities of yours and write them down both for networking and job interviews. Think about it. You still remember stories like Bambi and the Little Mermaid from many years ago. How well do you remember a PowerPoint presentation you saw three years ago? The facts about your job skills will already be lying on the table of the recruiters. What you need now is to create an emotional connection with a series of stories. Most people think human memories are like data in computers, but they're not. Every one of our memories has an emotion attached to it. It's your job to make it a good one. Emotions can actually work in your favor, especially if you're hoping to go into a new field where you don't have a lot of factual experience. Stories can illustrate that you have certain skills that translate across even very different fields. I've watched successful marketers and salesmen selling themselves through the years. Their secret to success was the stories they told. They had clearly identified and rehearsed those many times. Let's give an example. Let's pretend you're a programmer for a real estate company and you're trying to become one in the healthcare field. You get some time with a person you'd be working for. You could now present a long list of facts about how you're a great programmer, but you won't because A, you don't have experience in the healthcare industry and B, you're too smart to bore her to tears. Instead, you'll tell her a story such as the following. Have you ever had problems with software projects coming in on time? Where 
work now is a real disaster. Program managers would get an estimate for time and costs from the codeds and then double or triple that and hope they got even close. To solve this problem, I tried something different. I noticed that they didn't get feedback until late in development and then kept zigzagging around to change course to correct it. Instead, I set my team to rapid prototyping, doing Scrum on a fast schedule. We got feedback at every meeting for every piece, and we made our mistakes early on. We had to make sure the people giving the feedback understood these were prototypes, not complete. But it allowed us to discover problem issues in the initial interface design and correct them early on. Then, as the deadline approached, I knew I had to motivate the team to late hours to keep up the momentum. I thought about ordering pizza for night meetings, but that just puts you to sleep. I needed something spicy to wake him up. And I discovered Godmother sandwiches from a place called Bay City's Delicatessen in Santa Monica. They were really spicy. Those woke them up all right, and we kept going. They went with it because they knew I was paying for those great sandwiches out of my own pocket at 12 bucks a pop and staying even later than they did. We finished the project the night before it was due. When I presented it to my vice president, he didn't believe it at first. He thought I was trying to trick him. When he asked how I did it, I answered, simple, it was the godmother. I don't know whether he thought I was mafia or not, but he went with it, and we made great progress over the next three years. He's a good guy. I'd be there forever if he'd stayed on. But unfortunately, he recently left to get a job at Austin, Texas. Now take a step back and notice that you told him the following. You're dedicated to the company and the job. You're good working with teams. You're productive and you meet deadlines, even working overtime. You're loyal and you'll stay for more than a year. You can think outside of the box. You didn't make the common pitch mistake of talking about yourself and bragging how smart you are. The whole pitch focused on something that was important for the interviewer, that is, reducing budgets and time. In our next section, we'll go over some stories that you could tell for the typical questions an interviewer is going to ask you. But first, let's take a look at the elements of a short story, and you got to keep them short. A short story doesn't have time for all the classics, including character arc and plot and so on. It's like a joke. There's a relatable setting, there's some action, and maybe a twist at the end. The important parts are, one, details. Avoid generalizations like we sold a lot of this product. Instead, throw in some specifics, like against all expectations, I sold $1.94 million 
in the small Rhode Island market in 14 months. Second is dialogue. A good short story is a combination of narration and dialogue, which makes it more personal. For instance, contrast these two stories, the first of which is going to fall flat. Two hunters go out into the woods and encounter a fierce bear. One of them takes off his boots and puts on running shoes. He tells his companion he intends to run faster than him. Contrast that with two men are hiking through the woods when they're confronted by a huge grizzly bear which growls at them. One man immediately pulls off his hiking boots and puts on a pair of Nike running shoes. What are you doing? yells his friend. You can't outrun the bear, even with those running shoes. I don't have to outrun the bear, the first hiker replies. All I have to worry about is outrunning you. The third element is conflict. Every great story, like every Hollywood movie, has to have conflict that makes the listener curious about how it's going to turn out, how it'll get resolved. So you have to introduce the conflict early on. You get extra points if there's a twist at the end and the conflict gets resolved in an unexpected way. As an example, the boss has 500 resumes on his desk. He feels totally overwhelmed. He tells his interviewer to throw out all but 50 of them and call those up. The interviewer, shocked, says, throw out 450 resumes? What if the best candidate is in there? You have a point, the boss says. But then again, I don't need people with bad luck working for us. Next, keep it short. For interviews or other presentations, stories should not be longer than two minutes. You're practicing, one, use a stopwatch to time yourself. Talk fast and be really enthusiastic and practice it. Do not trust yourself that you can deliver it on the day that you need to. Some tips for storytelling. First, know your audience. Is the person you're interviewing, or maybe it's even several, going to understand the elements of your story? Avoid any political, racial, or religious content. Two, make it personal. Instead of a story about other characters, have it be about you and close associates. Three, focus on the takeaway. The story should focus on an element of concern to the people on the other side of the table, and it should have a positive outcome. Four, identify the conflict or problem. Build it some dramatic element, a, a major problem that the people across the table can relate to, and focus your energy on how you overcame it. Five, practice your story and delivery. At least one of your stories should be about strategy and the ability to hit 
its main points, would pause and how to deliver the punchline at the end. That takes practice and feedback. You may discover short pauses help the delivery as fast nonstop talking can make you look nervous. Now that we've gone over the elements of a good short story, let's uh, cover a couple of tricks that I've learned over the years. The first secret, think of your short story as being an elevator story, something that you have to tell between getting in on the first floor with your interviewer or customer and getting out maybe five minutes later. So the elements are this, you're making yourself a checklist. Is your story clear? Is it concise so somebody can remember it? Try it out on friends and family and contacts and ask them, what do you remember? Give me feedback on what I said. And is your elevator story compelling? What's the emotional hook? Something that uh, people would go, whoa, that's great. Tell me more. Remember to describe whom you're helping. Describe the problem. You might use the word struggle in the description of the uh, problem. Then describe your solution and end with what was the resolution? How did you solve the problem? And what did it mean for the people that worked with you? Another storytelling secret for your client or interviewer is to tell a story of origin. That is why you're in the industry you chose. And maybe give an example, going back to childhood, when you decided that you wanted to do this and how you got into it. What was the problem that you encountered and why is your approach something that will help people? For us, this, this might be my story of origin. When I started in engineering at a big university, I was miserable. My classes were big and all the teaching was about formulas written on a blackboard. I just couldn't relate to formulas. Uh, by accident, I came across a math game, a video game. And the video game, instead of a bunch of equations, showed areas under curves. It showed colors. It had figures in it. I loved it. I could play with it. Totally enjoyed it. So I started making some game-like courses just like that and tested the students on regular teaching from a pure book and teaching with game-based content. We tested after the course was over on physics, subatomic physics, and then a year later. And we found that the students learned in about half the time with the gamified content. And then a year later, the book learning group uh, remembered less than 10% of the material. The game content group remembered over 
And they even remembered the emotion that uh, they encountered on uh, playing with the subatomic particles, the colors of neutrinos and electrons, such. They were excited to go through that again. Amazing. Those students really it up in the learning process. Another secret is to tell case stories. They tug at people's heartstrings and make them uh, emotional. Uh, remember first the exposition, the details of what time and who and what. And remember that the hero, which will be you, must be uh, someone that the listener can identify with so that he becomes the hero in the story. Second element is the problem. And the problem, again, should relate to the person who's, who you're talking to. And the stakes have to be high so that listener cares about it. Third element is the solution. How you came up with a solution for the problem and the skills that you use to come up with that solution. And finally, the resolution, which is the secret sauce. What was life like for the people that you helped? As an example of the difference between solution and resolution, if you remember the Wizard of Oz, the solution was Dorothy going home. The resolution was where she stops at that point and realizes how wonderful the people are in her world. So remember when you tell your story to end it with a Wizard of Oz moment about the people that you helped and how they felt afterwards, how you changed their lives. A final secret to telling stories is to create a playlist, different types of stories that may be, say, more emotional, that may involve more numbers and facts, have more pictures or more nostalgia, especially for people that have been through a lot. Get yourself a list of stories and practice them so that you can choose one for the particular listener across the table. Again, for your stories, practice your story and delivery. Uh, put pauses in so you don't look nervous and put enthusiasm into the punchline at the end. Your enthusiasm is going to carry the day. A lot of what we covered today is in my recently published book, Smarter Job Hunting, available on Amazon in print or as an ebook. It addresses the problems that those in the job hunting industry face, including job seekers, job counselors, and human resources executives. In the coming weeks, we'll go over sections of the book. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Tune in next week and happy hunting.